Welcome to Her Reality. This is a safe space where I crack this conversation wide open with women from all walks of life about what it's like to be a woman in today's world. So stay tuned while we explore the ins and outs and the differences of each other's lives and we honor each other for who we are. I'm excited to be your host. My name is Maureen Casey and here's today's show. Welcome back to the Her Reality Podcast. I'm Maureen Casey, and I'm super excited for this episode because today I'm answering your guys' questions. That's right. You guys have submitted, and here I am spilling the tea. So I hope you guys gave me the juiciest questions you could come up with. Let's go ahead and pull them up. All right, here we go. Let's see what we got going on here. Um, We have 15. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we are going to go ahead. These are the 15 newest questions. If you guys are watching the video, you guys can actually see these as I go through them. So that's super exciting. All right, here we go. The first one, how did you start your business from scratch? And did you start with sales or did you build it up? from here. And I think from here, they're talking about from the actual like platform. So, um, I did start my business from scratch, but of course I had some background. So, um, I've been in car sales. I've been to sales school. Um, at the time I was, um, I had already had a degree in business management. So like I knew some stuff, went back later for mass media communications, got certified as a life coach, got an NLP practitioner certificate, got certified as a nutritionist. Um, and now I am actually, I've been studying human design for four years and now I'm working on getting officially certified to be able to teach it and that sort of thing. So it is super fun. Um, really exciting stuff. Did I start from scratch though? Did I mean, yeah, I built it from the ground up. I had, um, I didn't pay for any ads. I didn't pay for anything. I literally got online one day. We were a couple days away from being evicted from our house. This is a true story. I don't tell this often. Um, mostly because we're so far past it, but it used to be because it was so embarrassing. Right. so, um, the thing is, We had just gotten married, both lost our jobs like right away and we needed money. And so I got online and I was like, you know what? I used to sell cars. Like I can do this. I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to figure this out. And I did. And I just got online and I started offering myself. I started offering my natural gifts and abilities and my talents and um, the way that I could help motivate people and really tap into who they are and get them to where they want to be. And I allowed that to speak for itself and people just started following me and wanting to be where I was and telling their friends about me and inviting people. And the next thing I know, I went from, you know, working my ass off to not be evicted, right. To, you know, easily bringing in five figure months and then, you know, breaking through my first six figure year in less than a year. And it was crazy. Um, but you don't have to work that way. That's something I learned. Like I worked my ass off. I mean, we're talking, I worked sun up to sundown every single day. I would, my husband would literally come in at like 3am and be like, babe, what are you still doing on the computer? And I'm like, I'm building a new website. I got to change everything. And he's like, no, you don't, you need to sleep. Um, 
It was crazy. Would I go back and do it that way? Probably not. I would definitely work smarter. Um, I know now to hire help. I know now not to get burnout. See, the crazy thing was, is I worked really, really hard to get us out of the hole. And then I was burnt out. Like then I I just kind of fell flat. Um, And I took something I was good at and I loved and I used it the wrong way. So um, there's that the sales experience definitely helped though, hands down, because you're exchanging money. So you have to sell something even with this podcast, right? Like I have to sell it. I have to sell somebody on the idea of wanting to listen, wanting to engage in a conversation with me, wanting to hop over to the Facebook group and talk amongst each other and the women in there and to make friends and to make community and to post. Like I am constantly selling to get people to do what I want them to do, um, or, you know, what would actually be good for them. So sometimes you just have to sell people on the idea. It is what it is. I think everybody should know sales. End of story. Like you just should. Um, okay. Would you rather fight a ninja or a Navy seal? Y'all really? What? Um, a ninja, a ninja. I would rather fight a ninja. And here's why, because this is the way I see it going in my head. Um, if I was going to fight a, Na- a Navy SEAL, like I wouldn't want to fight him. Just take me out, dude. Right. Like just get a sniper, take me out. Done. Right. Easy, easy answer. But this is a fight. And if there's something I know about Navy SEALs, it's that they're handsy. They're going to be like hand-to-hand combat. Like if they're fighting, they're going to be like, oh, it's a fair fight. I'll fight you with one arm behind my back. No, no, better. I'll do two arms behind my back. Eh, still get you out in 30 seconds. Like, you know, I know a few Navy SEALs and actually one of them, greatest guy I've ever known. Like love him. Sweetest guy. Like shout out by the way. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, I would not want to fight, like, be in a hand-to-hand combat with a Navy SEAL. Now, a ninja, I'm hoping he would do some ninja-ass shit on me, and then I wouldn't even know it's coming, and then it would just be over, and then I would be, like, amazed and then dead, right? Like, the last moments of my life would be thrilling with this, like acrobatic, like beautiful thing. And then I just be dead, you know? So, because I'm not going to fight back. (laughs) Let's just, let's just be honest. I'm not going to fight back. Like (laughs) that's not going to happen. Okay. So that's a good one. I actually like that one. That one's a fun one. Whoever put that one, that was kudos to you. Okay. Um, what fictional place would you most like to visit? I feel like this one deserves thought. Fictional places, Okay, like books, books. I'm thinking books right now. Narnia, mm, Narnia. Like you get to walk through a wardrobe and you're in this magical place and like animals talk to you and the magical creatures and they're like wonderful and beautiful and cool. And like, I could be friends with a lion in that reality. And like, he could save my life or something. I'm down for that reality. The evil queen, I could probably take her on. Like if we're going to fight, I'm going to be in a fictional place. I could do that. I could do that one. Maybe. I don't know. Cause then I think about like all her minions and I don't like them, but Atlantia or Atlantica, Atlantica, right? Ariel's kingdom, like where she grew up, like her kingdom. I mean, if we get to go to a fictional place and that means I'm like technically a fictional character, which means I can live and survive, which means I would probably be a mermaid who wouldn't want to go to Atlantica. <laughs> what? What other fictional Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hogwarts. What? That's totally, I didn't even like think about that being a fictional place. 
that's a fictional place though. That, I read that book. So all of them. Um, actually we were, I was donating them the other day and my daughter is like, what are these? And I was kind of hurt. And then I went to show her the movies and she's not interested. <laughs> like, is this a generational thing or is this like a interest thing? I'm, I'm concerned. I don't know what to do here. We might not be able to be friends, you know? Um, okay. What's your favorite weird food? I don't think it's weird. Okay. Obviously, because I like it. But what other people think is weird that I enjoy eating, um, hot Cheetos. And I'm not hot Cheetos themselves, hot Cheetos and cream cheese, which now I am aware it's actually very popular. So the people who weren't, you know, into that and always thought I was weird, they were obviously just sheltered. I also love my hot Cheetos, like drenched in fresh squeezed lemon juice and then soggy. And then you like, it's like a paste basically. Mm, um, I don't know though. I think that's it. I really don't eat weird foods. My mom says I'm picky. I'm not picky. I just really like what I like. Um, and I'm willing to try everything. Like I, I eat all kinds of different things. I just stick with the things I really like and I cook. So like, you know, um, I don't know. I don't really have anything weird. I, mm, that might be something we would have to ask my husband, but he would probably say nothing because He's half Filipino, and so, like, what could I eat that's weird? Um, just throwing it out there. He's the one that introduces me to new things because he is a little bit more cultured than I am. Um, okay. Oh, okay. What would you do in the event of a zombie apocalypse? If I can talk, what would you do in the, in the event of a zombie apocalypse? Okay. So we don't have all day. I'm not going to give you like all of the details about my zombie apocalypse plan, but here's the basics. Okay. Here's the basics. Um, first of all, if I know there's going to be a zombie apocalypse, we're going to pack my car. My RAV4 would be the best for that out of our two vehicles. Once we're in the car, we would head straight up to my mom's. Once we're in my mom's, we would shut the gate behind me because who else is coming up? We're the only other people. If my sister's really going to venture down, that's kind of crazy, right? Because she's got like a nine to 10 hour drive in the event of a zombie apocalypse. Actually, that might be her best bet though, because she's close to Chicago. So she might want to get the hell out of there and we're in the middle of nowhere. So I don't know, but I would definitely go to my parents' house. Um, my dad, he's got a game plan. Him and my husband, they got it. Um, my ex would actually probably come over too. I feel like that's really weird to say, but we wouldn't want to separate our daughter and you know, he gets along with everybody. I get along with his fiance. Like we all, we all get along. It's fine. It actually wouldn't be weird at all. Uh, sounds like it would be weird, but it wouldn't. And I think it would work out really well. Um, there might be a couple other people in this immediate area that we know, like some of my dad's friends and whatnot that might want to hunker down as well. Um, but my mom's like neighbors are all ranchers and they're all like friends and it's this whole thing. So after everyone was in, they would barricade off like the main roads and whatnot. And then they would just take care of their own livestock and patrol and start building the fences. And it's like this whole thing, like it would work. And eh, I'd probably just cook and sit by the pool <laughs> until we all die. I don't know. I don't have the rest of it planned out. Okay. Would you rather live in a world of superheroes or magic? Magic. Magic. 
Magic, of course. Of course, magic. Because here's the thing. Superheroes are scary as fuck. Because if there are superheroes, you know what there are also? There are also, like, aliens and, like, bad guys that are equal to superheroes. Like, supervillains, you know? I'm not down for that kind of world. I'm not down for, like... I'm No. At least if we live in a world of magic, it's an even, I feel like it's a more even balance and a more even fight. Like, yeah, some people, some people will have like a little bit more magic than others or whatever, be a little bit better at it because they practice, because they focus, because they listen, whatever, right? Maybe it's natural. But like superheroes, I don't feel like we would all be superheroes. And if we all are, all are superheroes, then I feel like there's this ego complex and then there's like problems and then I feel like the dating world would get even weirder. Not that that bothers me, but I just, I'm not, I stand by my decision. Magic. Okay. What do you do outside of coaching? I TikTok. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I wish I TikToked more because um, TikTok's my favorite. We've already said that. Okay. But I shouldn't have said that on my podcast because now people are going to be like looking for my TikTok and you guys need to be on the podcast TikTok because that's where the juice is. Um, but what do I do outside of podcasts? Well, I'm a mom. I love tea. I love cups, like tumblers and like reusable cups and stuff. Like love that kind of thing. Um, I go hiking a lot. I read right now. I'm reading the one and only Ivan because my daughter suggested it to me. I'm almost done. It's a fabulous book. I highly suggest it to kids of reading age. So if you have kids and they're of reading age, it's great. It talks about like real world animal problems, like, but not in a like super activisty way. And it talks about like being friends and it talks about cruelty and it talks about like bullying and um, loss, like death and stuff. Like it's, a, it's a really good book. It's deep, but it's really like, it's child level deep. So it's really good. Um, just feedback. It was one of my daughter's favorite books of first grade and she suggested it to me. So I went ahead and read it, wrote, decided to read it for our summer reading challenge. It was the first book I picked up. So, um, okay. What else do I do outside of coaching? I hang out with my husband, I walk the dogs. I go to the gym. I straightened my hair this week. First time in like a year. So, um, I think that's it. I really don't do much. I'm an introvert. I feel like I don't have to say that, but I probably do because if all you ever know me from is video, then you're thinking, how in the world can this woman be an introvert? But trust me, I am. Once I'm done with this, I'm going to go sleep. <laughs> I need to sleep. I'm actually a projector is what I am. So I don't have my own energy source. My hair is making me really mad. And um, I get tired easily. And I need to recharge like a lot. So I don't really do much. I sit around and read a lot. I journal a lot. I talk to a lot of people. I really just enjoy making people's lives better. So sometimes, most of the time that includes sitting on my daughter's floor, playing Barbies or watching her play Barbies because she's my world. Okay. 
Do you cook? I already answered that. So sorry. Yes, I cook. I cook. I love to cook. I believe in cooking. I believe in the magic of cooking. Like it's, it's so spiritual to me. It's so sacred. You get to take these wonderful, nutritious ingredients and you get to turn them into something delicious that your entire family will love, that will fuel their body, that will heal their body, and it will allow them to live these like beautiful and prosperous lives. Food is medicine. Like food. I love food. I love food. And I'm a foodie. That's the other thing. Like I love food. Like my food might not always look good. Okay. I've had some people comment on my presentation, but bitch taste it. <laughs> like, And I'm just going to throw it out there. Hopefully this is not another question. I'm like jumping around. My husband and I are actually plant-based. So that surprises people a lot too. Um, Before you guys get all crazy on me, no, it's not like just some fad diet or whatever. No, we're not vegan. The reason why I say that is because I feel like veganism is, it's an ism, it's a thing. Um, And though we don't believe in animal cruelty or anything like that, we cannot honestly say that we're vegans. We don't have any products that are animal products other than, um, honey. We love our honey. Um, but we went plant-based strictly for my husband, um, for some medical reasons. And we just been that way ever since. And it's been great. And it's been an amazing lifestyle change. Okay. So I'll just throw it out there. But what I'm getting at is people come over to eat all the time and they're like, I was expecting like, I don't know. (laughs) And our food is always great. My husband is a wonderful cook too. So it doesn't matter who, you know, when you're coming over, there's going to be good food here. Like always, there's always good food. Everybody loves coming over and raiding the fridge. Um, okay. Did you really marry the guy you were supposed to have a one night stand with? How did that question slip in there? Beautiful interns of mine that we're supposed to scrub this. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This is not by any means their fault because this is a great one. And this is funny. Um, yes, yes. My husband and I were a, an arrangement and it was supposed to be a one night stand. It was just a little thing. Um, we were both going to move on after that. And he did a little bit of traveling and I went on with my life. He came back two weeks later, I think it was, or like a week and a half later. And we never were apart. Actually, that's not true. We dated for like a while, right? I was about to say we were never apart after that, but that is not true. So we actually dated for a little while after that. And then when things got serious, I sat him down and was like, okay, look, Um, I'm a single mom. Like I got my shit together. This is my list. Like, this is how it's going to be. Like you are not dad. Her dad is active. We are good. Like we co-parent, you got to be friends with him. Like it's this whole thing. Like, I don't need you to do this. I just need you to support me. Like I'm independent. This is, you know, I laid it all out. Um, I did like, I had a written list. I had the whole thing. We had a big, we actually had a meeting about it. I called a meeting. He showed up. We did the whole talk and it took him a couple of weeks. And then he called me and was like, let's do this. And I was like, what? Like, honestly, I had forgotten about it because it had only been like a couple really good weeks, you know, but still, uh, I was, I thought he was out. Like he wasn't, we were supposed to be a one night stand and I knew him, like he wasn't looking for all this. Um, but then, then he never left. Then he never left. So he made his decision after I laid it all out. And I have pulled some crazy shit. Um, even packed up my car one time and went to my parents. True story. 
True story. Um, cause sometimes I just can't handle myself. <laughs> like sometimes I just need to leave. Um, I have to remove myself from the whole situation because like I can be a whole mood, but it, I mean, it's the, I'm human, right? It's the truth. I'm just, I'm human. It is what it is. So anyways, yeah. Um, good stuff. Pretty fun. All right. Now that you guys know the tea on that, let's move on. Is there anything you regret or would change about your childhood? Why are y'all doing this to me? This is good juicy stuff. Okay. Um, I don't really believe in regrets and I've also forgiven like all of it. I feel like I've forgiven all of it, but there's always another layer. There's always something else that comes up. However, if I had to change anything, I would be a better friend. I was so scared of being people's friends. I was so scared of being judged all the time. And I really felt like I was, and there was a lot of reasons for that, right? I was the new kid multiple times. I mean, I seriously went to a new school at least every other year, usually more than that, but at least every other year until I got into high school. And, and by high school, I was, and actually it even happened in high school because I ended up switching schools and then coming back. Um, so it was just, it was really hard. It was like, I was always a new kid and I was always like in and out of the friend groups and always having to find new friends and new vibes. And I went from like a really poor ghetto school to like a really rich white school. And I just said that, (laughs) but it's true. It is true though. It is true. Were they all white though? I don't know, but it felt like that because where I grew up, the poorest school that I went to, it was all Hispanic. Like all my friends were Mexican. Like and that's all I remember growing up, really. And then all of a sudden, I switched. And I was like at this school that was like white and like wealthy, and I was like a total like I had to be a totally different person there. And I spent my whole childhood, and I mean that was in middle school. So we're talking like I was really trying to find myself, and that's why that particular shift stuck out so big, right? Um, but it happened during elementary school too, you know. Um, I was just always so scared, you know, like so scared to be people's friends, didn't know who to be, didn't know who I was supposed to be in elementary school. We were always told to lie about who we were. Um, at first it was because of the situation, right? Like lie about the bruises, lie about why you're tired, lie about this, lie about that. And then it was like, it it was just, it was always something. And so I didn't really know who to be. So anyways, my point is if I had to go back and do it again, I wish I was a better friend. Like I wish I was a friend. There were two, three, three people, three people, I would say like legitimately, 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 I was close to and not being close to them, like not having them as friends, 100% broke my heart, broke me as a person. But it also made me realize like I was pretty codependent, right? Like you have to be pretty codependent if you're that heartbroken. Um, but I didn't actually, like, I did never let people be close to me. And it's funny because I go back and I look at pictures now and it's like, oh, you know, like, come get in this group picture. And I was always the one, like, leaning away from them, like, in the group. But, like, I like I physically made a divide between me and them. And it's funny because maybe I don't remember it that way. But looking back, like, I can see it. Like, I can clearly see where, like, I remember them inviting me in. And it's like, oh, another picture. And everybody's leaning together. And I'm the one that's like... I'm here. <laughs> so that's the one thing I would change. I would go back and be a better friend. I would be a friend. I would, I wish I could tell myself that it's okay and it's safe and friends are good to have and you're going to move on and that's okay too, but like enjoy it while it's there. Okay. I need to get away from that because now I'm getting like mushy and all that. Um, what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? How am I supposed to answer something like that? I don't know. 
um, randomly decided to move to Oklahoma and within three days had my car packed and like did it. Didn't tell anybody until like literally three days before. Um, what else? Um, random things like, you know, I used to just like get up and go to the beach or, um, one time I decided to jump off of a waterfall, like just wasn't going to like legit wasn't going to. And then was like, fuck it, doing it and turned around, <laughs> jumped and it hurt. It was, but it was great. Um, that was, so that, that was spontaneous because that was a literally like, a ah, <laughs> just do it. And like, I did it. Um, that was a fun one. Um, I feel like the biggest act of spontaneity would have been my husband's 30th birthday. Um, his best friends and I surprised him with a trip to Jamaica and that was like a whole thing in itself. So that was like this giant surprise. And, but here's why I don't think it counts as spontaneity is because it was all planned out. Like we called the travel agent, we shopped around, we did what we needed to do. We got the best deals. Like we got it done. We got it taken care of. It was just that it was a surprise for him. Um, but like, but that was spontaneous because literally his best friend was like, we should go on a vacation. And I was like, oh my gosh, Josh wants to go to the beach so bad. He's itching. And then his best friend was like, dude, his 30th birthday is like, let's, is next month. Let's do it. Like, let's plan something. Let's go. And I went over one morning at like 3am because I couldn't sleep. And his wife is my best friend. And she was going to help me with a wig I was styling at the time. This is not a wig, but anyways. I went over there and he's like, let's do it. Let's plan it right now. And we did. So at 3 a.m., we planned an entire 30th birthday shindig for my husband to Jamaica. And I feel like that was crazy spontaneous because I don't do that. I don't do things without consulting him. I don't make big decisions like that, which I kind of didn't. I just went along with it. But anyways, yeah, that was kind of crazy. Um, okay. Up next, have you ever lied to your husband? Yes, about the whole Jamaica thing. And it was terrible. It was terrible. I was having panic attacks. It was weird. He knew it was weird too. And he was getting really worried about me. Um, he was like, babe, what's wrong with you? Like I was breaking out like rashes. I couldn't look him in the eye. He would ask me a question. I was totally like, panic. I, I mean, it was bad. It was so bad. And I called his best friend every day crying. And he's like, don't tell him it's only a couple more days. And I was like, I can't do this. Finally, his wife being my best friend, um, went ahead and convinced him that we need to tell that way everyone can pack accordingly. Cause that was one of the things that was giving me the biggest anxiety is my husband normally packs for the two of us. I can't do it. I, I get way too much anxiety. Bless the soul. My husband is the best thing to my yang or whichever one I am. And he is, um, it's amazing. Anyways, I was like packing. He needed new like bathing suit shorts and stuff. And I want a new bathing suit. So I'm like trying to figure out what size he is now and like shopping. And I don't know what style he's into because he's a grown ass man and he buys his own clothes and he's got really good tasting clothes. Like my husband always looks good. Ugh, like I was freaking out. So anyways, that lie almost killed me. That lie almost killed me. We finally set up a little birthday dinner for him. They told him like they were going to be out of town. So we had to celebrate early and we showed up and we had the waitress record us like singing him happy birthday. And then 
they were like, oh, we got you something. And he was like, oh, you shouldn't have. And they're like, we're going to Jamaica. (laughs) And it was great. Um, I'll have to post a video of that because I still have it. So, okay, moving on. Um, what do you remember most about the first day of school? Okay. What do you remember most about the, Oh, about the first day of school? So this would stay, um, being lonely, like not having any friends. I, I kind of already mentioned that, right? Every single first day of school, whether it was like the actual first day of school or my first day of a new school, I never knew who my friends were going to be. Even if it was like summer break and I was coming back to the same school, which is so sad. I was looking for something um, for a TikTok video. Can't tell you guys, but it's pretty funny. I've got a really good idea. Anyways, and I had to get down my yearbook to find some stuff. And I'm reading through some of these comments and people are like, see you next year. And I'm looking at that yearbook and I'm like, I never went back to that school. Like, these people never saw me again. Everyone's like, you were so amazing. You were my best friend this year. I can't wait to spend next year with you. I hope we, you know, hang out this summer. I moved, never saw you again. Like, and I kind of want to start finding all these people on TikTok. Just, just saying. But anyways, that's not what the idea was. Um, but no matter what, I always felt like I didn't know if I was going to have friends on that day. Like I didn't know if I was going to make friends. I didn't know if people were going to like me. I didn't know if like we were still going to be friends. Like who changed over the summer, um, hated the first day of school. Okay. What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Uh, I check the time. I always check the time. That's like the first thing I check the time that gives me a mental note of like when my day is starting. No, I don't wake up by alarm. The reason why is because nine out of 10 times I'm going to wake up before 7am. And especially because of COVID and all of that, you know, it's been months, months since my daughter has been in a regular school. My daughter is a night owl. And I'm not just saying that, like she has legitimately always been a night owl. So she likes to stay up later, which also means she likes to sleep in later. She's also a projector. She gets a good 10 to 12 hours of sleep and she's happy. Like she's good. So um, I can easily, we can both go to bed at, you know, 10, 11 o'clock and I can wake up at seven, get two, three hours worth of work done. And then she'll wake up usually between like nine and 11, nine and 10. Usually this morning she got up really early, but it's good. It's good. We had a great morning together. Um, but anyways, I wake up and I check the time. That's the biggest thing. And then I roll over and I kiss my husband. I always kiss him on the arm. He sleeps with his back towards me because apparently I'm hot. I, you know, um, but anyways, I always kiss his shoulder and then I mosey out of bed and I leave the room. Um, okay. Let's see. Last question. Yep. Okay. So this is the last question. What would you do if you could be invisible for one day? Oh, this is a good one. Oops. This is a really good one. If I could be invisible for one day, one day at all, I would, I would go everywhere naked. And like, I would go everywhere. Like I would go everywhere. Um, I'm like, I'm an introvert. Okay. I normally stay home. One, I run my business from home. My dogs are here. My husband's here. My food is here. My kid is here. My bed is here. Like my tea is here. My coffee is here. My groceries can be delivered here. My food can be delivered here. I really don't understand why people need to leave their home. Like go walk around the block, go into the backyard. But anyways, I digress. 
Um, so I would actually leave. I would go somewhere. I would do something and I would do it all naked. Like I would go to Target naked. I would go, I would go everywhere. I would go everywhere naked. The only issue I can see having is like, how would I get food? Cause like you can't order and if I'm naked, like can't like splash myself. Like how would somebody know I'm there? How would I actually get my food? So then I would have to put like a DoorDash with like, Hey, I've got the itis, leave it on the door, stand 10 feet back, like um, six feet back, whatever it is. But I would, how liberating. Like, I don't really want to be naked in public. Like, I physically don't want to go out into public naked. But if I was invisible, no one's going to see me anyways, right? I mean, think about that because that's the thing. Like, I think the hardest thing about being invisible is that no one sees you, right? And people hate that. Like, they want to be seen. They want to be known. They want their, like, someone to notice them. Or maybe they don't, and then they dress really frumpy, and then they actually have more eyes on them. I learned that from an amazing stylist. Her name's Peyton Dale. She's the Peyton Project. You need to look her up. But anyways, um, true story. And once I realized that, I was like, oh, if I dress normal, right? Like, even if I just throw on, like, jeans and a shirt and, like, brush my hair, People will pay less attention to me. But anyways, I digress again. The point is just, you're going to be invisible. No one, they're going to like, they're not going to see you. So they're going to keep their line of sight anywhere anyways. So you're already going to feel alone and weird and like, mm, which is why one day is kind of perfect. So why not go ahead and be naked and you can work out any body flaws, shaming, guilt, whatever you have going on in your head, because people will literally look at you like it's nothing. So if you're worried about your arm jiggles that everyone has, guess what? Like no one gives a fuck. Go stand in front of the hottest guy you can find that day and be like, bitch, I jiggle. Like whatever, you know, I don't know. Um, but I would like, you know, I'd walk around and I'd be like, do you see this? Do you see this? Do you see this? Like, Whatever it is, walk around with no makeup, like hair on my, I don't know. Like, I don't know, but I would go. I would want to be as raw and exposed as possible. The other hardest thing is invisible does not mean mute. I don't know if I could walk around all day and like not talk. And then I'd have to explain to people that I'm invisible and then that would be awkward. And then I would know I'm naked and then I'll have to lie. And then that would be awkward. Um, so I don't know about all that. I'd have to figure out like that part of the plan, but that's it. That's what I would do. So I love those questions. Those were so much fun. We're going to go ahead and do it again. So if you are not already in the Her Reality Facebook group, I highly suggest you get over there. You can ask questions in there. You can talk. The community is great. The, all of the women in there, we talk about everything. It is Her Reality. It is all about what we're going through as modern women in this world. The whole reason I started this podcast was to make sure that women had a safe place to go and talk about their own issues, no matter how small or petty or weird or whatever they may be. We talk about it all, right? We've talked about sex. We've talked about custody. I mean, we li- we'll, we'll just talk about it. The group is an open place, um, and it is so much fun to get to know other women and to realize that you know, you get to be here and not be judged and other women are going through it too. And they're going to just be like, Hey girl, I see you. 
Hey girl, I see you. That's one of the biggest things we say in the group is, Hey girl, I see you. And the reason why is because we can be two totally different people and see things two totally different ways. And I don't have to agree with you, but you're still going through something and you're still a woman and I still respect you and your opinion. So I see you. I see you, whatever it is you're going through, I see you, but I don't have to sit here and tell you what I would do. I don't have to sit here and give you my advice because I'm not an expert in that area or whatever it might be. Right. And that's the great thing about the group too, is it's not a guru atmosphere. I don't come in like I'm the guru and it's my group. Um, so if you guys want to join, if you are not already a member, I highly, highly suggest it. Share it with your friends, get everyone over there. That's where the conversation is at. You can ask all of your questions and the link is always posted where you can submit your anonymous questions that we will either talk about in the group or on the podcast. So be sure to check it out. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace. (laughs) Yes. Check us out on MySpace. Check us out on MySpace. Check us out on TikTok, you guys. Um, It's all happening. It's all around. And I'm so excited to be in these conversations with you, cracking it wide open and allowing us to realize We're all just women doing the best we can. I will talk to you later in the podcast world. Thank you so much for joining me and uh, have a wonderful week for Reality Fam. Bye, everyone.